one more practical question, which I really appreciate this question, whoever had the honesty to ask this, really appreciate this. Um, it says, why is it wrong for an unmarried couple to sleep in the same bed, even if they resist temptation? So that was a question. Appreciate whoever asked that question and had the honesty. Um, I guess I would answer that by simply saying uh, humbly that uh, the Bible actually doesn't tell us to resist temptation. Nowhere in scripture do you find that phrase, resisting temptation. Uh, the Bible tells us on numerous accounts to flee from temptation. So the, the command um, when it comes to temptation, not to resist it, but to flee from it. Um, 1 Corinthians 16, 18, uh, Paul says, flee from sexual immorality. 2 Timothy 2, 22 says, flee the evil desires of youth. Um, so we are told um, not only to flee from temptation, uh, but also to flee to something else, something greater. Um, and this is to flee to Jesus. We see in 2 Timothy 2.22 that the verse ends, um, flee from the evil desires of youth, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Romans 13.14 says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Uh, one of the best and mo probably most literal uh, biblical examples of someone fleeing temptation, if we look in Genesis 39, we see a young Joseph, uh, Jacob's son, if you remember his story with uh, the rogue, um, was targeted by the master's wife, uh, Potiphar's wife. Um, she was tempting him day after day um, to lay down with him and tempting him in sexual immoralities. Um, but not only did he refuse her, but he actually flees from her. And if you remember that, he literally is left, she's left holding onto his cloak. That's how quickly he fled from her physically. Um, and that's a, a literal example, but it also should show the spiritual um, examples of how we are to flee from temptation. Um, and that Joseph was strong enough in his convictions um, and devoted to the Lord that uh, he wouldn't listen to her. It says that he wouldn't lie with her in bed and he wouldn't even be with her. Um, so again, to answer the question, um, why is it um, wrong for an unmarried couple to sleep in the same bed even if they resist? Again, we're not called to resist, we're called to flee and to make no provision for the flesh. Um, lying in bed, again, would create a, a large provision for temptation. So again, flee. Um, say that in grace and humility, um, we, we see that uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.22 also just says to abstain from every form or uh, depending on your translation says appearance of evil. Um, so the Proverbs speak to this as well, um, essentially summed up in do what's right in a way that looks right. So if you're, if you're having uh, um, an unmarried couple sleep together in the same uh, apartment, room, bed, whatever it is, again, that, that might not be biblically wrong, but it certainly doesn't look biblically right. So we, we want to be good stewards of what God's given us, and we want to be heralders and witnesses to the world. My man, good job. Um, just to add to it, 1 Corinthians 6, the Apostle Paul's writing to a really perverted um, culture. I won't go into it, but he ends up saying this, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. So yes, you could, my friend, born again person, sleep in that, that room, that bed, uh, you, it's lawful for you too. Is it helpful? No, not helpful, not helpful at all. Not for the witness and especially not for your purity. Um, God cares so much about, he didn't just save your mind or your soul or your spirit, he saved your body. And he wants that thing sanctified. He wants other people to look in and, and be like, yeah, they, they just live differently. And so he ends up saying here, the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. God's going to raise your body um, by the power of his son. And so 
just care, just be wise, be discerning. You could do it. It's not a good look, not helpful. And at the end of the day, you do have a king that you're going to have to answer to. Judges, at the very end of the book of Judges in the Old Covenant Scripture says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Friends, you don't got to do, you, you've got a king. If you're born again, you've got a king. Do what's right in his eyes. The spirit of truth is in you by God's spirit. So if he's saying no, and if this is giving wisdom and counsel on saying, hey, probably look out for that, we would just reiterate, yeah, it's probably wise. You have a king, you answer to him, do what's right in his eyes.